The Australian government has struck a confidential settlement with the mother of a 23-year-old refugee who was beaten to death by guards at an Australian-run detention centre in Papua New Guinea in 2014. Refugee Action Coalition's Ian Vintol told Lydia Lewis it brings a little bit of closure for the family of Reza Barati. A, a little bit of recognition of all the, you know, the suffering and misery that uh, the Australian government has put the, you know, the Barati family through. I mean, it won't bring back Reza, but uh, it is just a, a small measure of, uh, of, of recognition of their, uh, the, the Australian government's responsibility for his death. And two PNG men were sentenced, but an Australian and New Zealander have not been. Can you tell me a bit more about that and what the anger and frustration is around that? It was very clear very early on, you know, that there were Australians and New Zealanders involved in the in the killing in Res's killing, and that the two guys in PNG were really, you know, scapegoats for the lack of political will, you know, to follow up the allegations against the. Um, the other guards, you know, that were involved. I mean, there was very detailed information uh, given to the authorities about who uh, was believed to be involved in his in his killing, but there was absolutely no attempt to follow it up. Actually, that was uh, one of the first indications of the extent to which the Australian government and the New Zealand government perhaps uh, would go uh, to protect uh, the human rights abuses that were happening in yeah, Manus Island. There are many other instances of uh, allegations of abuse by uh, Australians, uh, in which the first thing which the government did uh, was uh, allow the Australians to go back to Australia to avoid you know, any possible investigation or, or charges. And just briefly, what happened nine years ago that led to the death of Reza and the injury of many others? The thing that's most important about it is to understand that the level at which it was actually the guards involved. Uh, there were many suggestions that it was, uh, you know, local animosity which led to Reza's killing. But it's it's quite clear that it was the you know, guards uh, involved in the actual running of the centre that were uh, ultimately responsible, you know, for his death. Now there had been protests, you know, in the lead up to you know Reza's killing. That's entirely, you know, understandable. There had been a series of protests, you know, that had that had been happening uh, against uh, their detention, uh, which, as the PNG court found, was un- was unlawful. In, in any case, there was a, it was a shocking scene of, uh, of human rights abuses. Um, um, but it also became it became very clear that that it was the uh, retribution, you know, from the authorities, from the guards inside the detention centre that led to uh, Reza's death. And there is still around 70 people who are in PNG, not in Manus Island, but in Port Moresby. Are they still suffering years on? And and what needs to happen now? Look, some some of the people in Port Moresby actually are suffering directly from the injuries that were inflicted on them in the in the same incident that led to uh, you know, Reza's you know, Reza's killing. Uh, they're all suffering uh, from psychological and physical damage you know from their experience at uh, you know at Manus Island. Um, we're continuing to campaign in Australia for the Australian government to bring all those people in Papua New Guinea to to Australia where they should have been allowed to stay. 
you know, in 2013 when they first came to Australia seeking protection. Uh, but there's no doubt, I mean, a, a list of people who are so damaged that they're incapable of actually engaging uh, with the UNHCR or other refugee uh, authorities. Uh, the PNG government has got no overarching responsibility uh, for those for those people and we're just seeing, you know, their their life deteriorate as they, as they left to rot. In uh, in Papua New Guinea, so the human the human rights abuses you know haven't haven't ended. Uh, Manus Island may be closed, but uh, the the 70 people who are still in Papua New Guinea, you know, are are still suffering the uh, the consequences of uh, you know being sent there by the Australian government. Thank you so much for your time. Was there anything else that you wanted to add? One of the things which I mean, I was directly involved in because I got I got calls from you know when the uh, when the protests you know start started that night that Reza was killed was that uh, you know I was told very early on in the piece that Reza had been killed inside the compound where Scott Morrison <laughs> very publicly uh, said that he'd been killed outside and that it was the uh, you know the detainees had brought the uh, violence upon themselves by breaking out of the out of the detention centre. Um, I think it was one of the very first examples of Morrison's willingness to, you know, to tell outright lies to cover up, you know, what was actually happening, you know, on Manus Island. But, you know, because of my contact in with the directly with the detainees, you know, I was able to go on the you know breakfast television and, uh, and directly say that Reza had been killed inside the compound and that you know, Morrison was you know directly uh, you know aware that uh, that that he had been killed inside the compound and it was only you know days later that uh, you know Morrison was refer you know, was forced to you know retract his statements about being killed you know outside. But the um, you know anyway, it's one of those small examples I think where the the lengths of the Australian government went to um, to maintain you know secrecy around uh, around their operations a complete lack of uh, you know lack of transparency and you know a willingness like I said to tell you know outright outright lies about what was actually happening um, in the detention center